This episode of the Blockhouse Podcast is sponsored by my friend Tiger at ITZTiger.music on Instagram. He does all the audio tracks for the Blockhouse Podcast. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Go check him out. The podcast is also sponsored by Day and Night, the ultimate revolution in vaping batteries, the double-bladed lightsaber of vaping. Why enjoy one flavor when you can enjoy two flavors at the same time? Go check them out on Instagram at Day and Night Battery. But wait, the podcast is also sponsored by Bengali, the new hip clothing brand that is about to take Medellin by storm. Quality clothing for men that fits right and that is stylish at the same time. I love it. I got tons of it. And you'll see me wearing it on the podcast. Get yours now. Go to bengali.shop on Instagram. Lastly, be sure to sign up for the Blockchain Insider newsletter. For only $250 a month, you will get weekly updates on the crypto market, my top investment picks, and advanced analysis to help you make better informed investment decisions. You can't put a price on that. So go click on the link in the description and sign up today. What's going on, guys? It is Monday, July 5th, episode 149, and today I have Will Harborn, CEO of Diversify. Will explains how you can invest, earn, and get involved in DeFi through Diversify and their product of tools, um, their suite of services that allow you to, you know, more fully take advantage of what's in the DeFi space. So be sure to check out the episode to learn more about Diversify and what they're doing in DeFi. And be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and diversify. Enjoy. All right, Will, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast live. Once again, how are you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing great. Hey. Yeah, it's nice to have you. Um, you know, I know you're kind of battling through some some COVID here. Um, so we'll so take it easy as we go. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, tell me a little bit about, about you, um, you know, where are you based, where are you from? Um, what was your story? Yeah, I'm from the UK. Uh, I'm an engineer, uh, by background, I got obsessed by crypto in 2014, um, and, uh, started diving into Ethereum. Uh, when I left uni, I basically went straight into, um, crypto. I, I had a brief stop at IBM, um, who were doing blockchain stuff, uh, but it wasn't as glamorous as everything I was seeing happening um, in Ethereum and Bitcoin. And so I pretty quickly left and went full time. Um, and I started off working for Bit- Bitfinex, which was one of the largest exchanges. At the time, it was the largest exchange. Um, and my role was like specifically around Ethereum. So bringing Ethereum assets onto the, onto the exchange, uh, doing a couple of smaller projects with it. Uh, um, and... Uh, basically have been full-time in crypto since. Um, we founded Diversify in 2019. Um, and the idea was that now was the time to build a layer two exchange. On um, No one had done that before, but we like I'd been really involved with a few different teams who are working on layer two tech. It was the like, most exciting thing I thought going on. And so we, we formed a team and started building it. Um, and the exchange has been live now for a year and it sort of changed quite a lot since 
Yeah, you said you were with uh, IBM for a while and it wasn't as glamorous as you thought. What do you mean by that exactly? Um, so any big company, I think, um, can be uh, a bit different than working in startup world. I mean, literally what's happening in crypto and DeFi is kind of the most extreme version of anything goes. It's a complete like, playground for someone who's got a technical background, really for anyone who's interested in um, tech. But, um, you know, like a lot of those, a lot of the bigger companies um, provide a lot of support. But the thing, for example, IBM was like really into blockchain, but it was very much like enterprise blockchain. So it wasn't mm -hmm. Ethereum, smart contracts. It was using specific languages, working with banks who wanted to do like prototypes. Um, and so not the most like exciting way to get into crypto, but I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't last too long there and, and then went into kind of what I see as being like the real public blockchain space. Okay, so you kind of wanted to get away from the whole centralized, you know, ecosystem and model and, and do something in the space. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so let's talk about diversify a little bit since that's what you kind of do. Um, like, what is it? What, what's the mission? What's the goal? Uh, what, what's the purpose of it? So really the, the mission for us at diversify is right now DeFi has like grown really fast in the last year. Most people in crypto have now heard of DeFi, maybe use it and interest, uh, trade, whatever else. Um, but it's still very much in like the kind of early adopter phase. So most people will have experienced failed transactions, paying huge gas prices for all sorts of things, um, can be really frustrating, really confusing. And it's very much inaccessible for mainstream users. And, um, what we're trying to do is really make a DeFi hub where you can do 99% plus of whatever, what people want to do in DeFi, which is an interest, trade, um, transfer tokens to other people, all without having to deal with the kind of friction, having to deal with cost, but while it's still decentralized. So you can connect your wallet like MetaMask, Ledger, whatever else it is, and access all this stuff um, as like a full, well-rounded um, single hub for DeFi. And we've done like a lot of that. So um, we launched a year ago as really just the exchange side. And now you can um, yield on your assets, you can trade, uh, you can transfer, you can do a lot more. And we're launching um, like mobile very soon and um, an AMM pools and, and, a, and a few other sort of pieces, um, which will really mean that it's somewhere where you can really do all of DeFi without having to jump between lots of different uh, protocols and, um, and UIs. Yeah, when you say that Diversify is like a a centralized hub for that like what things can people do with diversify or like what are some of the tools um or the offerings that you have for you know DeFi users so right now uh it's you can swap you can also do more advanced trading if you're into that on an order book uh with lots of different order types um you can transfer tokens to other people without paying any gas cost any ethereum token um and you can also earn yield so for example uh you can get like three or four percent on um, on USDT via Compound, um, and you don't need to deposit and withdraw directly on Compound to do that. You can do it in Diversify and still get that that interest. Um, so it's pretty broad, and there's a, there's a bunch of other things coming soon. So the biggest one uh, in a couple of weeks' time is going to be being able to deposit and become a liquidity provider. Um, so you're basically then using your assets and earning yield on them um, for providing liquidity. Um, <coughs> so... Um, yeah, we're really happy with and like and user experience is um, really really slick and easy, but it's and it's getting easier every day. Um, the only thing we really really want to launch soon is um, the, the kind of mobile experience because that's going to kind of take it to the next level where anyone can just start to do this stuff from from a phone. 
Yeah, yeah. How does the mobile experience take it to a different level? It's just just ease of access and being able to do it on your phone, or are there tools that you want to offer specifically for a mobile user? <coughs> so it's the fact that yeah, you can you can manage from your phone, but also um, really optimizing that experience to make it super easy, like you know, one click to do all this stuff on the go. Um, and I think that's the that's the kind of step that's that's missing a bit, and especially right now where if you want to do most of this like most of the stuff in DeFi, you, you need to go to five or six different websites to do it all. Um, and that's even harder on your phone, obviously. So just bringing it all into one place to manage your portfolio. And yeah. uh, being on layer two means there's, there's no cost to do all of that. Yeah, how does it stack up versus just using like Uniswap or PancakeSwap or, you know, one of the other, you know, DEXs or swaps out there. If you want to be in DeFi, um, you know, is it, you know, easier to use? Is it um, cheaper to use? Are there any liquidity concerns? Um, yeah, so um, like looking versus Uniswap, for example, um, Uniswap got like a huge range of tokens, good liquidity on a lot of them because it's so easy to add liquidity. Um, and that means that a lot of tokens have good liquidity there. But especially when gas is high, it's really inaccessible to most people. Like, you know, I think it's one, one in three trades essentially fails due to um, slippage or something or something else, which costs, costs gas. Um, and when gas is high, like a trade could be $50 plus. Um, so the big difference for Diversify is that there's no cost on, on there's no gas, like Ethereum gas cost on trading, um, but you still access really good liquidity. Um, and right now it's good liquidity on kind of 30 different assets, but uh, the launch of these AMM pairs, which is essentially the same model as Uniswap, will mean that it's really, it'll be really easy to add, um, to add liquidity there as well. So at that point it becomes like, very comparable in terms of the number of tokens that will be available, um, but with you know, hugely reduced cost. And the nice thing as well is once you've done a trade, you can also then earn interest, do other stuff with it, um, all, all in the best way. Yeah, it also says you yeah you can invest, trade, and send tokens without paying gas fees. How do you manage not um, making it so that they don't have to pay gas fees doing that? So this is where the, the layer two tech comes in. Um, it's kind of like the most exciting thing really about Diversify, at least like from as a technical person. So we're using um, something called yeah zero knowledge proof, uh, which uh, basically means we batch together thousands of transactions into a single cryptographic proof, which is, which is what gets submitted onto Ethereum. So you don't put every single trade on, which would cost gas. Um, you actually just put this single proof at the end of a batch. We're working with Starkware, which is um, kind of one of the well, pretty, like really the leader in um, in this type of tech. And um, so that's what we use to, to like generate these proofs. Um, and it means that you can, we can put in basically as many as we want and the cost is the same. Um, so whether there's like a thousand transactions or a hundred thousand, um, it's pretty much the same cost and the same amount of gas used on Ethereum. And so you, you can fit a lot more transactions, much higher tra trading throughput um, without, it, without the user having to pay for it, which is kind of what happens on, on Ethereum today is that when people want to trade more because the prices are moving, the gas fees go up loads um, because like the because Ethereum just becomes so congested. Yeah, that's that's such a big deal. You know, those gas fees get really expensive. Mm. I, it really pisses me off sometimes, especially when you're like dabbling with like, NFTs and stuff like that. I, I've sold some for like a hundred bucks, and then I'd get like a hundred dollar like gas fee. I'm like, what? What's the point? Yeah, it, it's so yeah. annoying. Like, and so much stuff just becomes gas. I mean, that's basically what happened to us. We were all like, you know, trying to trying to trade, trying to ape into stuff, and mm -hmm. losing all our money in in gas and so um that's kind of partly why we 
why we built this um, because it's not as and, and you know right now that's just with like a few thousand people basically in in DeFi. Um, but a year or two from now, if everyone wants to be using crypto, it's just not going to work. Yeah, it's super annoying. I also saw you guys had a token too. Let me pull that back up. Yeah. What, so what's uh, yeah? What's the Diversify token? The Diversify token um, is just about to launch. So this like page has probably just gone live, um, and um, so we kind of built. The protocol and the app and the exchange and like the the, the website um, all over the last year and launched it and started to get lots more users. It's been like growing quite nicely organically. Um, but basically, this sort of underlying protocol that the tech I just talked about that batches this together, puts all these trades onto layer two and puts them to Ethereum. That we want to be governed by uh, by, by users and by token holders, uh, fully decentralized governance. And so, diversify will, token will be. Um, the token to do that, and um, we did a we did a, like a kind of pre-sale to some really impressive um, VCs and mm-hmm. supporters in the industry a couple months ago, and the, the token's about to launch for everyone else for the public uh, in the next week. And so it's going to start off with um, a, a diversified launch market, which will be the first place to get, basically get tokens, buying them in diversify in like a really fair launch manner. And then most of the tokens, more than 50%, will be distributed to users um, who basically provide liquidity or use diversify in other ways. So it will mean that um, if we're looking at the token distribution six months from now, most of the most of the tokens will belong to the community and will have been distributed in a really fair way with a really wide distribution. And um, I think that's the best way to like help diversify grow from here mm-hmm. because you know rather than it being our team who has sort of built and managed this, this decentralized protocol for layer two trading we want it to really be users and i think that's the best way to like really help what we've done now grow um so yeah it's it, it's that's pretty cool and um just literally on, on the eighth uh so in a, yeah, a couple of days will be the the um the, the diversified launch market where people can get those tokens yeah where are people going to be able to get those tokens like or is it going to be on certain exchanges or so the, the first um event will be on diversify so you'll have to create an account and then be able to buy them through that but then very soon afterwards two days afterwards um a a uniswap uh pool will be seeded and so it'll be possible to get them there too and then it'll uh yeah likely be on a few other exchanges afterwards yeah who was involved in the pre-sale or are you allowed to mention yeah so um it was led by by parify who have been involved with a whole bunch of um projects in the space we also had Defiance Capital, um, Delphi Digital, uh, Fenbushi VC, and a, and a bunch of other really um, like really well respected um, supporters. We were it was really important to us that there wasn't just like one um, you know, big fund that got all the tokens. It was really well distributed and and spread out. Um, and um, so that there will projects also. I mean, like sort of teams that we know and have like seen support early DeFi protocols in a really active way. They participate in governance. Uh, they don't just like hold these tokens and, and sell them. Um, and all the, all of the tokens that were sold are basically vested for three years. So all these, like all of these people have basically looked at it and said like, yeah, we're willing to support and really be part of governance for a long time, not just kind of disappear into the ether, which is one of the things that's like, gone wrong with a, a bunch of um, DeFi protocols. Um, did you guys use like a, a SAFT for the, for the vesting? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, where did you uh, do the SAFT through? 
Uh, what do you mean by do it through? Uh, like, like I've done a few different SaaS before. Usually they're like through like CoinList or something like that. Like, did you use a platform like that or did you just do it straight through Diversify or? Yeah, no, it was just uh, a simple, simple agreement. I mean, we, we just did, did a small, the, 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 it directly. I mean, most of the, the these um, funds, you know, we, we spoke with for, for a while and have known for, for a while in terms of giving us advice on, on what we built. So, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was quite, it was uh, only 30, 30 people participating. Okay, got it. Do you guys offer like, um, I can't remember if you mentioned it or not, but like lending through Diversify, like if someone has like a bunch of like, I don't know, crypto and they want to borrow against it or use it as collateral, like do you have solutions for that? So <coughs> right now it's not like pure, a pure lending market, but it's, mm -hmm. um, in the, it's, it's lending via other DeFi protocols. So you can lend into like the compound pool or the RV mm -hmm. pool, but you can't lend to another user. Um, in the future, there will be, um, an expansion of that so that it's kind of more what you're probably imagining, um, where you can literally like borrow from someone else and use that as collateral in different currencies. Um, but uh, most of the yield mar markets that we have currently come from Compound, and they will, and like the next set will be from Yearn. So um, if you wanted to earn yield via that, um, it's kind of the, kind of the same. But yeah, so uh, it's it basically lets you lets you lend out, but not like have a two-way market right now. Okay, got it. Um, you know, separate from that, though, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, DeFi as a market? Um, I've asked a bunch of people this question. Everyone has, like, different opinions, but they're still, like, very positive or bullish about it. Um, but, like, wh where do you see this market, you know, going, and how do you see it shaping up, you know, the rest of the year and then, you know, beyond 2021? <laughs> so, I mean, I I'm sure everyone has a different opinion to this. Exactly. Um, you probably won't agree with me. Uh, I mean, I think it's not, I think it's like we're in this period of consolidation now where a lot of stuff happened so fast over the last year, um, really since kind of DeFi summer last, last year. And we've gotten used to like this feeling that everything's happening all the time. There's constantly new innovation. And that's because like loads of teams have been building for the last three years and then launched it all. And so that's, so we kind of felt like it was all happening so fast. Um, it does feel now like things are slowing down a little bit. Um, people have gone away on, on, on their holidays. Um, the, the price has been like really stable. We have had a, a, a big drop like a couple months, like, you know, a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that's natural. Um, I think we kind of need a bit more time for people, for like a lot of projects to come back to the point that they're ready to ship new stuff. Um, so like our team is very much of the mindset that what we're actually building for is kind of two years from now which will be the, the next wave where many more people are coming in to experience DeFi who aren't just like the early adopters. And so the platform like that we're building with Diversify is kind of aimed at that. It's aimed for like a next bigger wave of people who want to experience DeFi. Um, and we're kind of happy if for six months we can just keep focusing on building. That said, um, even now there's a lot of really cool stuff happening. And if you're, and like, I feel like a lot of people are like taking their eyes off the ball and, not looking so closely, but actually there's still a lot of really good opportunities and early stage stuff. Um, if you're keen on, keen on like diving in a bit, in a bit more detail. Um, so I'm still really positive overall, but not expecting like everyone I know to suddenly like do 10 times their month, like make 10 times their money in the next two weeks, which is kind of what was happening um, you know, six months ago. So uh, yeah, it's probably healthy and like that's, yeah, my view, but maybe not the most positive in the world. 
Yeah, it, it's definitely a very saturated space. Like there's a lot of different, you know, DEXs and, um, you know, projects, everything, all the food swaps, um, everything. It feels very competitive. It feels like there's a lot of different directions in the space, a lot of different players in the space. Do you think that that's going to consolidate a bit more in the future and um, you'll see a lot less of them? Or do you think there will be like a really wide diversity? Maybe you have, I don't know, one DEX for one type of thing and another DEX with, for a different type of thing. Um, it, it just feels like there's too many of them and I can't keep up with all of them. And it's almost a little bit of a problem because I see new ones popping up all the time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree, but I, I don't think we're yet at the point of consolidation. I mean, like, I think a lot of people are, are quite willing to be like, quite willing to say, okay, um, you know, DeFi is already here. We've got the winners already, like Aave, Compound, Uniswap, Sushi, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's like way too early for that. Um, the reality is, as I keep saying, like, it's really just early adopters still who are using these protocols directly, especially on Ethereum. And now we're seeing like the same stuff happen on Solana and other and like other new chains. I mean, Cosmos and Polkadot are also only just launching, and there's loads of quite cool stuff happening on there. Um, so I think it's I think it's way too early for that like real consolidation to happen. There's still so much innovation, um, like layer two things like Diversify are only just getting getting more and more users. Um, and so it's so early also on that. Um, Arbitrum is launching, etc. So. Personally, I think the biggest competition right now is over talent and like if you can hire, like hiring good solidity developers, hiring good engineers full stop in the space is so hard. And I think that's going to be partly like what will determine who the next range of things rising up. But, but and, and there will be a lot of exchanges, a lot of other protocols, everything else that won't be able to do that and then won't be able to build anything good um, and like will, and will disappear. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I think the, the race is like only just beginning rather than already won. Yeah, it's it's very early and obviously it's a space within blockchain that's very, very new. It's been around for, I don't know, what, a year, really? A year and a half? Yeah, maybe maybe a little longer, but like in terms of people actually, I mean, it's genuinely shocking if you look at Uniswap trading volumes from mm -hmm. like a year and a half ago. It's like unbelievable how low they were. And, and like now we kind of take it for granted that, like there's billion, you know, billions of dollars a day, like trading in DeFi, mm -hmm. but that is just like such a new thing. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Do, do you think that that trade volume, you know, that much interest in, in DeFi and these DEXs, you know, could eventually lead the way or pave the way towards, you know, replacing a lot of the centralized entities and exchanges out there? Um, or do you think that they, you know, have a place still that, you know, will maintain a lot of that trade volume within the market because it feels like DeFi can solve a lot of those problems and it looks like it's going that way and i know a lot of those big exchanges got to be kind of worried about it yeah i mean I, I think it's going that way and i think big exchanges will adapt because they have quite an important role to like already in terms of a having existing users but mm -hmm. b helping with onboarding in different jurisdictions having a legal presence you know being able to help people get their money in and out which ultimately for a lot of people is still the most important thing um, and we will see, I think, um, centralized exchanges adapt quite well to DeFi. And there are quite a few that already, for example, let you access um, various aspects of DeFi from like your centralized account. So you can deposit into like various yield earning protocols from some of the top centralized exchanges. Um, but I think what won't change is the direction of travel, which is that people are getting used to um, using their own wallet to access DeFi. 
Um, so whether that, you know, for, for most people, that's probably MetaMask. And, it, and once you get used to having your funds in MetaMask and being able to trade instantly or being able to earn yield without needing to like log in with a password and deposit funds to something, um, I think that's like almost like a freedom that people sort of start to take for granted. And so I think we'll see like a one-way travel long-term where people get used to doing everything from their personal wallet rather than get getting used to doing everything from a centralized exchange. And that'll probably still be like for some people and for, for like a you know big number of people who first of all, like less experienced or more worried about having their own custody. But I think the gradual migration will always be towards self-sovereign wallets. And so something like Diversify where you just connect your wallet and then connect us all this stuff, I think will appeal to a, a, like a much, a very fast growing um, set of the people in crypto. And so that's why I also think DeFi overall is going to grow faster than centralized exchanges. What's a good self-sovereign wallet that you mentioned it? And there's a lot of wallets out there, obviously. Um, but is there like any in particular that stand out or that pop out that are good, you know, for DeFi um, or that just connect better or that have that integration? Yeah, I mean, by, by far and away, MetaMask is just like, you know, the, the most widely supported anywhere. Um, and, and there is a mobile version. Um, but you know, personally, I'm, I'm just like a major fan of, of Ledger. Um, I use my Ledger pretty much with everything. Um, sometimes via MetaMask, but ultimately you're, you're, you're still like comfortable that your private key is on only that hardware device. Um, and it's sort of, it's natively supported on Diversify. It's nat- natively supported in like a bunch of different um, apps. And so, um, yeah, I think, hardware wallet if you have more than a certain amount of crypto is like always the right choice but the the, the the reality is wallet ux is really tough and really bad in most cases and um i think that's that's been that was one of the biggest struggles launching diversify was we could build, we could build a layer two platform and like make the ux on our side really good but when you're then relying on people like some people could turn up and use a wallet you've never even heard of and, and connect it um, and you can't control really what the user experience is like and what the journey is like for that user. Um, so it's it's quite a a sort of tough realization to kind of let go of that that control for a lot of people. And there are a lot of like amazing wallets that I've like tried out, but the problem is no one uses them, and it's and like there's not really um, often like we we've spent time integrating some new wallet which we know has a much better user experience than MetaMask, like with, with any app, but then. Six months ago, six months later, it'll like disapp- it would have disappeared because no one used it and they couldn't get funding. Um, so it's still quite like a, a dead space in, in the wallet world. Um, but I think that will that will change. And like and um, yeah, ultimately, um, wallets are going to be, I think, the number one place where people people have their funds and use and use to access all these services. And so it's it's quite an exciting uh, thing to work on for a lot of teams. Yeah, I still use my ledger actually. Um, it's it, it's really nice and really convenient, obviously secure, but it's kind of hard to utilize um, if you're I don't know not necessarily inclined in, in crypto yet, or you don't really understand it that well. There's just so many steps. Like if I need, I can install like maybe four of the wallet apps on my ledger, but there's like a hundred of them. So if I want to use another one, I have to delete an app and then I have to reinstall an app, and then there's always firmware upgrades, and they have different. Um, they, they keep changing their software and um, I have to re-upload and download to my computer. And I, I don't know, it gets a little confusing. I know they have it for like mobile, but it'd be nice if they kind of simplified the whole you know, user experience for, um, for hardware wallets because 
that's what people should be using, right? Is they should be using hardware wallets just safer that way. Yeah, and I think um, there's, there's also like a few people, uh, someone I know who's working on a project, which is um, you know, basically turning your phone into a hardware wallet. But then of course, like it's, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, the user experience that could be really good, but then it's connected to the internet. Like, do you trust it as much? So like, there's quite an annoying trade-off there. I and mean, like, you know, your ledger, you probably do trust, but it, like, it's a kind of annoying to use sometimes and you have to click lots of buttons. So yeah, the, the trade-off is quite, quite tricky. Yeah, definitely a tricky trade-off. Um, you know, regarding Diversify, what's your guys's, um, you know, your roadmap look like the rest of 2021? What do you guys have coming out that you want people to really be aware of? Or do you have key updates or key things you're launching? I know you talked about like the mobile version and a few other things um, that you guys want to launch, but is there anything in particular that you want people uh, to keep an eye on? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing for us is this week we're launching uh, like a, a UX redesign which is kind of a new app really it's like redesigned around users much better experience and then on the 8th doing this initial distribution event where um the diversified governance token will launch straight after that we'll be launching the governance and then the kind of major thing we've been working on for the last few months is uh these amm pools so uniswap like automated market maker pools where anyone can deposit liquidity and you earn fees for doing that but you'll also earn this diversify governance token. Um, so it's kind of basically the ability to, to earn these for participating. And that will mean that we should get a lot more tokens traded on diversify and really good liquidity on them, um, which is gonna, I think, see diversify grow a lot. And then most of our focus um, for the kind of rest of the year after that is gonna be around this, l- launching this mobile version, making diversify as accessible as possible for as many people as possible. So that will also include like bridges for deposits, and depositing fiat directly, connecting more and more wallets. Um, so just like kind of really broadening the number of people who can access, number of languages they can use, um, and mobile, of course, which I think will, I mean, like, I mean that a lot more people can start to manage their portfolio on layer two without ever having to pay gas fees again, which is kind of our, our goal. Yeah, I've heard a lot about AMMs lately, um, automated market makers. Is that relatively new in the space, or has that been around for a while? So... I suppose it's been around really for um, three plus years. Uh, Bancor arguably was the first um, sort of major use of it on Ethereum, but never got huge traction. Uniswap version one, version two, and version three were kind of like, I think the ones that made it really big um, in terms of everyone hearing about AMMs um, and starting to use them for the first time. And um, really, I think the, the kind of biggest innovation of what an automated market maker is, is just the fact that, in the past, if you wanted to be a market maker, um, most people wouldn't even know necessarily what that meant. But basically, you would have to connect to an exchange, write loads of code yourself to place loads of orders on your behalf with, with a bot, like maybe buying and selling around different prices. It's pretty complicated. You then have to run that on a server that you set up. Um, you'd have to pay some money to do that. Um, so most people aren't, weren't going to be market makers, even though it could be quite a profitable thing to do. Whereas mm-hmm. with AMMs, all you do is you can go onto Uniswap, for example, and press deposit, and then you put your money in. And when you come back, hopefully the value will have slightly gone up because you, you get paid some of the fees for all the trading. Um, and what that means, of course, is that you get good liquidity, even on pairs that like there might be no one who's that, who's that bothered to provide liquidity. But because it's so easy, they do it anyway. Um, and so uh, that's like really why Diversify's built them as well because 
we already had order books and that meant that like for, for if you wanted to trade ETH or Bitcoin or like a bunch of other like really well-known tokens, you could get a great price because someone is willing to run those bots and like make money doing it. But if you wanted to trade some token that no one's ever heard of or that only launched like a week ago, um, they, like we didn't have liquidity on that because um, there was no market makers. Whereas with the AMM, anyone can can then do it and and and, um, and DVF tokens and fees. So um, yeah, I think it's 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 quite a, it's 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 a good innovation from DeFi. I think it is something that would directly competes with some of the centralized exchanges um, and like imp- has improved on them um, and and won't go away. And we, we might even see like lots of centralized exchanges eventually start to start to copy it. Yeah, yeah, I was seeing a bunch of that stuff, so I was curious. I think a lot of people are starting to implement AMMs in um, in DeFi. It does make them a lot more competitive with centralized exchanges, huh? Um, but you know, where can people uh, actually? Where's your community at? Are you guys like on Discord? Are you on Telegram? Um, most or on social media? Where, where should people go if they want to like get involved with the community? Definitely, the best place is is in Discord. Um, and and as I said, we're going to be launching our um, our governance sort of process very soon, which will have a mm-hmm. forum and other places you can participate. But right now, Discord is the most active. Um, if you want to ask the team questions, we're always in there, and it's a, a really um, good good group of um, community and, and, and users. So um, I'd, I'd recommend joining our Discord for sure. Okay, sweet. I'll I'll jump in there and I'll stir the pot a little bit. Why not? Um, cool. This is a good place to wrap it up. I think Will, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast and talk about diversify and DeFi and you know what you guys are doing in the space and um, the impacts you guys are having as well. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to you know explain to my audience today. Awesome. Yeah, it was great to talk and um, looking forward to seeing you on our Discord. <clears throat> yeah, you'll you'll see me there soon. All right. See you later. Cheers.